Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Hey, man, thanks for tuning in to today's episode with Jordan Castile on bullying and same-sex attraction. This topic of bullying is so important for men outgrowing porn. I did a survey in the husband material community, and I asked the question, were you bullied as a boy? And if so, how? 89% of men responded yes, that they have been bullied, which seems extremely significant to me. I actually don't know about all the statistics and research surrounding bullying and sexual addiction, but it seems like this is one of those core experiences that so many of us have had, and it makes sense that if we felt powerless and alone and afraid, that we needed a place where we could feel powerful and we could feel connected and we could feel safe. And porn provided the illusion of that. So in today's episode, you will learn Jordan's story of being bullied, how that connected to pornography and same-sex attraction, and then also what healing has looked like for him. It's really powerful. Enjoy the episode. Today, I am with my friend and certified husband material coach, Jordan Castile. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, thanks, Drew. Glad to be with you. I'm glad you're here, too. Today, we're talking about healing from bullying. And I'm really excited to have you on the show, not only because of our friendship, but also because I really trust you and I believe that you do amazing work. What do people need to know about Jordan Castile? Okay, so um, I'm actually on staff with a missions organization. Um, I'm a missionary that reaches college students and families that attend our church. I live in College Station, Texas, which is home to Texas A&M University, mm-hmm. where there are over 70,000 students attending the campus. Oh my gosh. It's crazy how many people are here. Um, So at my church, I'm actually a certified Christian counselor, and I work with men that are struggling uh, with depression, anxiety, but really I specialize in sex addiction counseling. I'm also married uh, to my wife, Sharice. We've been married for 11 years, and we have two sons that are three and six-year-old, and Man, our kids have so much energy, Drew. It, it's, uh, it gets so crazy at times, uh, as I know you can relate with small children yourself. Uh, and in my free time, I really enjoy playing with my boys. I like being active and work out um, and, and really just connecting with the men in my church. I, I enjoy deep friendships deep conversations. And yeah, that's uh, a little bit about me. Yeah, that's a little bit about you. But it wasn't always this way. And your relationships with boys and men have not always been full of deep, rich conversations. Yeah. Jordan, what's your story of being bullied? Yeah, so... uh, Being bullied was very present in my childhood and in my later teens. 
So I have two older brothers who I have a great relationship with today. However, when I was a little boy, I felt like they didn't want me around. And I was their punching bag at times. And I felt very helpless to defend myself. We did outgrow this as we got older, but this did a lot of damage to my own masculinity and confidence as a young boy. So now a little bit fast forward to middle school, and there was one individual who bullied me around. I was a bit behind on growth as a a middle schooler and was very small for my age and Because of that, I just think I was a target, and uh, he would call me names, push me around, and at times would uh, just punch me. And and then fast forward to high school, and this is where bullying really uh, escalated. I was a cheerleader in high school because of my gymnastic skills. And almost every year of high school, I received verbal sexual abuse from my peers. Uh, and, and really, I, I lived in a very small town in Texas where football is like worshipped on the altar. <laughs> and it, it is tradition that you do things like everyone else is doing. So for me, in the late 90s, Being a male cheerleader was so taboo. And so I just got, I got called every name in the book. And my junior year in particular was the most difficult because several people on the football team decided to tell many people in the school to make fun of me. I was called every name to question my sexual identity, even you know, called a girl at times. And, you know, I I really did my best to ignore them. Jordan, what were some of the specific names they called you? Yeah. Um, I mean, fag, homo, bitch, even pussy. It, it just, uh, I mean, I could, I could say more, uh, but a bit more graphic and yeah, these, it was hard to hear these on almost a daily basis, Drew. And, you know, you think of like movies that you watch today where it's kind of like the setting is high school and this one person is like at the object of everyone making fun of them. And that's what it felt like. Not everyone was against me. As I I had my friends who stuck by my side and my family was, was very, they were on my team, but yeah, it just, it it was, it was very hard to go through that on a, a regular basis. And isn't it so unfortunate that those voices don't really go away? Like, we can remember specific words that were said to us from years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I think of some of the 
the words that I heard, I mean, I, it's like those words that I shared with you at times, you know, I would get triggered and they would come back to me. And, you know, during, during that time in, in high school, I felt very helpless and powerless and really like I could not defend myself. And, you know, even some of my own teammates joined in with everyone. And yeah, I, I did my best to ignore it, but man, I, I remember towards the end of that year, I, I had a very difficult time feeling like anyone wanted me there. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Thanks. Jordan, as you look back, how did this affect you sexually? Yeah. Well, I feel like it affected me kind of in, in two big ways. Um, it affected my masculinity. Um, I, I just didn't feel like I was one of the guys because of this whole thread of bullying in my past. Um, and, and in some ways I would even despise myself as a man. Um, I didn't want that to change at all, but it was hard for me to accept myself because of what happened. And then, um, you know, when, when I think of sexual attraction, uh, I remember when I was a little boy, I saw a TV ad and it was for, uh, you know, like working out by this, by this workout machine and you'll look like this person on the screen. And when I saw the man on the screen who was very muscular, I felt like I, I wanted to be him because if I was that guy, I could defend myself against my brothers and fix, and it would fix my problems. And as a little boy, I felt like arousal. And, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but I felt shame because of it. And it was so difficult for me to process as a little boy. Like I had no one to talk to about that at that time. And then in middle school, you know, I started to look at pornography some, and it, it was towards the opposite sex. And I remember when I first saw a magazine and I thought to myself, man, she will fix all of my problems. Then as I began to watch movies involving Male and female, I find my I found myself thinking more about the man in the scene and seeing, especially a man that was very muscular, it really aroused me, Drew. As I imagined being him, I felt like he was what a true man should be. And and especially, you know, in those years when I felt, you know, small. Like he was developed completely and strong and like, he's a man, 
he's very masculine. And, and I felt the opposite of that. And eventually when I got to college and I had a computer in my room, I, I found myself Googling like gay porn. And, uh, and as I watched, I, I found myself being pulled toward that in such a strong way. And I became highly addicted to it on a almost daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day would watch and act out. And it, it was as if I was trying to rewrite the wrongs that happened to me in these scenes where men were accepting each other, they're being affectionate toward each other. There is no rejection. There is no like bad things. It was to me, it was this, this is what's gonna make me feel better and heal me. But it it obviously doesn't. Right. And this is what we mean when we say that porn is a pacifier, that it's not our primary problem, but our solution that we have used to deal with the deeper issues. Yeah. And Jordan, the way you've connected the dots is so clear. It makes so much sense. Yeah. I wonder how it feels for you to share the story. Yeah. I mean, right now it feels good. It's, you know, uh, to be this vulnerable on the internet, it's a little scary at times, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah, I feel, you know, the redemptive work that God has done in my life to really, you know, rebuild, uh, where, where I was wounded and he's brought healing. Like, it just feels good to talk about this and it's needed. Yes, it is so needed. Absolutely. So what did that healing look like for you? Yeah, my third year of college, I was just deeply, deeply addicted. And I remember one night I had viewed pornography again and, and finished up. And I was, I was just pretty depressed, Drew. I I felt deep, deep shame. And I felt like, man, if something doesn't change, I'm going to go down this road. I would probably go into the gay lifestyle and try to keep it, you know, under wraps as much as possible. I cried out to God and I was like, Jesus, I know I'm your son. But if you don't do something, if you don't either one, take these desires away or show me how to follow you, I'm, I'm going to go this way. And soon after that, a good friend of mine invited me to a small group at the church I now work for. Let's go. And what was amazing and you know this is this is 
the year 2002. And um, yeah, I walked into the room at this apartment. It was guys and girls. It was just, it was jam-packed, full of people. And like they started playing worship music. And then in between songs, people would pray and they would share. And they shared deep, real things. I was like, whoa, they're actually sharing things that really matter. Things that are personal and deep to them. It gave me hope that I could actually talk about my own struggles. And I remember walking up to the leader of the group. His name was Jason. And it's like, hey, can we grab lunch sometime? And we, we set up a time and, you know, I, I shared with him, yeah, I struggle with pornography and, um, you know, I, I, w- I would like some accountability if you can give that. And, and so we started meeting weekly and really just started growing in my relationship with Jesus. And it was just this powerful, like, time of, you know, praying, reading the word, and and Jesus beginning a redemptive work in my life. And I remember about nine months into being in this group, the Lord was prompting me to share that I struggle with same-sex attraction. I was so terrified to share it, Drew. And God was specifically telling me, like, I need to tell this to Jason. And I, we were having a meeting and I was like, hey, Jason, I just really feel like I need to tell you this. But when I view pornography, it's of men. And I, I really am struggling with same-sex attraction. And Andrew, he just looked at me. And he just said, Jordan, well, I don't see you that way. And, and that doesn't change how I, how I see you. And God doesn't see you that way. And in that moment, like, I felt just acceptance. Or I felt in the past rejection. And it was like I was terrified. I was scared. But then, you know. He, he prayed for me, and then we went about the rest of our day and time together. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't a huge deal, and I thought it was going to be this huge deal. Um, so, yeah, just receiving acceptance in the body of Christ was huge, so huge. And then another way that God has brought healing into my life is through a, a powerful ministry called Transformation Prayer. And a guy named Ed Smith developed this over time. Um, And it's a healing prayer ministry where here in the present, we get triggered. You know, somebody says something or you, you have some situation that comes up and you just feel this deep pain. You may feel like powerless or, you know, emotions of 
loneliness or sadness, anger, all of these feelings are very strong, right? And you can feel those emotions and connect them to when you felt that way in the past. You know, I, I think in, in, uh, in your floss um, method in the, the academy, you, you encourage people to do that. Yeah, it's and, part of Husband Material Academy too. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's really awesome. So you, you, you connect that emotion to a memory in your past. And in that memory, you know, you're, you're, you're working through what you feel and what you believe about yourself. You know, it's, it's like uh, a lot of people use the, the terminology, the story we tell ourselves. I mean, they're, they're lies that we believe because of the trauma we experienced. And, and the bullying that we went through. Yeah, the bullying specifically for me. And, you know, where, where I said earlier that I didn't feel like one of the guys, like that was a lie that I believed because of my own experience. And as I began to process this through transformation prayer, and I got to a memory being in middle school and that lie comes up, I don't feel like one of the guys. And then I offer that to the Lord for him to speak to me. And he, in that moment, Drew, he just said, simply, you are one of them. And, you know, I could have heard that like from you or from a counselor or, you know, a friend like, yeah, you are, you are a guy like you're one of them. But man, to have Jesus speak that to me, it brought such healing. And it was so simple. Like it wasn't this complicated thing, but it was just him saying, you are one of them, Jordan. And I just think of in Hebrews where it says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Like Man, those words from Jesus in that moment just pierced my heart and brought deep healing. And so that's what that's what transformation prayer does. And I, I believe you've done an episode about it in the past. Um, I actually remember when it came out and I listened to it and uh, it was really good. But man, I have been able to since learning how to do that ministry with others, I, I can now do it with myself. And when I get triggered here in the present, I, I'm like, okay, I, I recognize I'm feeling these emotions connect to when I felt it in the past. I identify what I believe about myself, the lie. I ask the Lord to speak and he speaks his truth. And it helps me to experience his all-surpassing peace. And, and it's so good, Drew. And I will say, not every time that I do it, it works. And, and that's totally okay. Like, I remember prior for the first year of learning how to do it and trying to receive it and, and, and also trying to do it with myself. Like, I, 
I didn't hear that much. You know, it's just, I'm just learning. And we're all, I feel like, learning how to hear the voice of God. And transformation prayer can be a very powerful way for us to experience God's love in a, a, just a very real way. Yeah, and an ongoing way. I love how this was not a one-time breakthrough, but it became a practice that supported you in those times when your emotions and your attractions were really strong. Yeah, I'm just very thankful uh, that that God put this. I mean, Ed Smith, he he's gotten a lot of flack for this ministry, which is kind of crazy, but I really thank God for him and just how his his method that he kind of created is just it's helped me and it's helped thousands of people all over the world to heal. So this is just one tool yep. among so many tools and so many great approaches to help you heal and to help you outgrow porn. And I'm so glad that you're making us aware of it because it was so powerful for you. Yeah, I'm hearing that there were a few key ingredients in your recovery journey. One was total acceptance mm-hmm. from others in the body of Christ. Yeah. Another one was transformation prayer yeah. and connecting you with Jesus. What else was a part of your healing? I think just being able to find a group of men to really share. And I think, you know, husband material community is awesome because, you know, men are able to really share vulnerably. And in my local church body here, I've, I've been able to start a group at my church and, um, yeah, we just were able to share our stories with each other. I'm really excited because next week, uh, some of the guys are going to be sharing trauma stories and, and and taking them through that and being able to, as they, they share those stories, to, to heal from those stories. Um, and, you know, when I, it was probably... Uh, couple years ago that I was invited to husband material. And then I uh, joined your small group, Drew, a year ago. And um, I was just able to further process some of these events that had taken place and to heal and to be seen and, and to receive words from each other that were very impactful uh, towards my own healing and recovery journey. Mm-hmm. During COVID, um, you know, for I, I think for a lot of men, especially like I, I relapsed back into porn at that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to say now I, I have like over a year of sobriety, and um, and I've had I've had that before. Um, I've had even up to three years of sobriety, but just uh, be like, okay, I, I really, I, I wanted to get back on this good track of, you know, not viewing pornography because it, as, as I view it, it brings shame. It, it, it reinforces those desires. And, you know, I, I just, I want desire for my wife more than, you know, what I'm viewing in porn. Absolutely. 
you know, porn is a bully. Mm-hmm. As much as it can promise to make us feel better when we feel powerless and alone and small, like I'm not a man, it's actually a bully that just makes us feel worse in the end. Yeah. So in outgrowing porn, we are getting the courage to stand up to the bully. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's crazy is that I, I found myself, especially in viewing porn, it's like, there's, you know, a, a guy pursuing another guy. And I found myself wanting to be the, the guy that's on the receiving end from that one. And uh, it, it's just crazy to think like, because I received that bullying, like I, I still saw myself as that guy, mm. the one that was powerless and, and helpless. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Partially because I know you and I know that you are a pursuer. Like you are one of the most proactive friends I've ever had. (laughs) Initiating so consistently interested, engaged, genuine, compassionate, not just sitting back and hoping that connection will happen, but the one who often is taking that first step toward others. Thanks, Drew. Like that's who you are. You are a pursuer. Thanks, man. This is actually a huge insight. Lately, I've been reflecting more and more about these dynamics, and I realize that what we deeply desire is not just what we need. It's not just what we want. It's also our superpower of what we are able to give to others. Yeah. So what you talk about in desiring to be pursued is actually your superpower of pursuing others. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, a lot of people would say that about me at my church here. So God is turning our places of deep shame into places where his glory is revealed. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Nah, that is so good, Drew. Jordan, as you continue to live out your story, how do you help others heal? I mean, just a a big thing is with my superpower, um, I I feel like I I work hard to listen well and to receive and accept people no matter where they're at. I mean, I've I've been in, in the work of discipling men and mentoring them. Uh, in in the basics of the the Christian faith, ever since I went on staff with my church, and even before then. But you know, as as years kind of went on, it in in my own developing on on staff here, and and really just you know healing, it, it really felt like counseling and coaching were were like the path, the next path, the next right thing. And I pursued a master's online uh, through Liberty University for pastoral counseling, finished that, and then was able to get certified 
as a Christian counselor. And then through that did several other trainings in sex addiction because I was just, I became really passionate in helping men in this area. And I, I took Jay Stringer's training, uh, his unwanted guide training. I did Eddie Caparucci's inner child healing and, uh, and your small group drew and became a uh, husband material certified coach. And, um, yeah, through, uh, my certification as a Christian counselor, I was able to apply and I'm now a clinical sex addiction specialist. Kind of going back to your question of how do I help men? I just, I love helping men in groups and in one-on-one and, you know, helping them to learn in their story where this all started and and to heal and and also you know the things here in in their present day lives like stress depression anxiety you know lack of uh significance uh, a lot of these desires that we all have that that go unmet and 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 help them to work on next steps to meet those needs and to process you know, the things from the past. Jordan, what would you say specifically to a man who has been bullied? My heart would go out to them for sure. And I would just say that should not have happened to you. I'm sorry that happened to you. It's hard. You're not alone. You're good. Yeah, I'm getting emotional as I uh, think of think of this and... You have worth. Jesus loves you. Amen. Jordan, what's your favorite thing about freedom from porn? I just think the the clarity of mind it, it it brings. Like, don't think about fantasy as much as I used to. Um, still, it comes up. You know, I'm not perfect by any means. Still struggle with it, but you know, I'm, I'm able to be present with my family and and really connect with my wife you know getting to help men just work through this and experience freedom is this is one of my favorite things to do me too <laughs> and i'm really glad to be collaborating with you as we do that yeah me too so guys if you want to connect with jordan go down to the links in the show notes and you can find his information there, a way to schedule a meeting with him if you'd like. I feel a lot of love for you, man. Aww. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's so good. Guys, always remember, you are God's beloved son. In you, he is well pleased. Yeah.